Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Today, we sit down with John Dorsey, aka Goob. You might be familiar with him from one of our later podcasts where he talked about the USPA controversy that was going on. Today, he's going to give you an update on what is going on as well as his involvement with the Ghost Clash, which is one of the bigger powerlifting meets of the year. He was a commentator there, so it was kind of his introduction into the entire world of powerlifting, uh, which is interesting to see and hear about from somebody who's not really involved in that space. We go into a lot of different things related to the fitness industry that I think will be really interesting for you guys. But as always, make sure you tag us in your stories on social media. Tag me, tag Marcus, tag our guest. If you want some brownie points, take Hybrid Unlimited. And you'll automatically be entered in a draw to potentially win some hybrid performance or hybrid legacy brand apparel, which is the official apparel of the hybrid performance method podcast, as well as hybrid performance method as a whole. While you're at it, check us out at hyperstrengthcoach.com. We have every program under the sun from powerlifting to weightlifting to strongman to general fitness, everything in between. And you can get seven days free just by checking the seven days free uh, box off at checkout so sit back relax enjoy another episode of hybrid unlimited before we get into the episode just want to give a quick shout out to whitmer rejuvenation clinic they are a sponsor of ours and we took them on because we talk a lot about testosterone hormone replacement therapy ped use all that stuff and because of that you know while we have opinions on that we are not professionals in that space if you have questions about whether you're a good candidate for that or not these are the people that can help you with that and marcus i know that you have been a customer of theirs for you know quite some time so maybe you can speak to that a little bit yeah i i was going through the same thought process years ago and i had a lot of questions about you know the, the state of my blood work uh my testosterone levels and as a performance athlete it was always a question that i had in the back of my mind guys please don't go to your local gym bro or guy on instagram to get these questions answered for you women rejuvenation clinic provides solid medical advice they read your blood work they go through the results with you and they give you actionable and realistic steps for dealing with potential medical problems and not bullshit. This is for actual medical advice. So please, you know, if you have questions on this stuff, let them take your blood panels and give them a chance, give them a consult. And I promise you, they'll, they'll treat you right. I know they've done that for me over the years and I can only speak positively about my experience and the type of advice they've given me. Check them out in the show notes. They provide comprehensive assessments over telehealth. Now onto the show. Quick shout out to our sponsors at Cured Nutrition. They've got you covered from waking to sleeping. Some of the supplements that I love from them are Rise, Zen, and CBN oil. Starting with Rise, that is a supplement that's going to help you wake up, get focused, get ready for your day. No crash, no jitters, none of the stuff that comes along with a caffeine supplement. Zen is an awesome sleep aid. If you're a person that just wants to sleep better, deeper, longer, that's a supplement for you. It does not have melatonin, so it's not going to make you groggy. If you guys have tried melatonin, you know that one, it can give you weird dreams, and two, it can leave you groggy and moving slow in the morning this does not have that their final supplement that i'm super pumped about is called cbn oil that one is a combination of cbd cbn and thc if zen is like a handgun this is like a bazooka this is the ultimate most potent sleep aid on the market this will have you sleeping deeper longer 
better, all that good stuff. No need to count sheep. You're going to be knocked completely out by this supplement. I swear by it. I think you guys are really going to like it. And if you want to read more about the ingredients, click the link that's either in the show notes or the caption, depending on where you're watching this and use code hybrid in all caps at checkout for 20% off. George is a nihilist. Is he? Yes, he is. <laughs> But like, yeah, you might want to pull this a little closer. To yeah, like a fist away. Yeah, fist away. Um, but yeah. not in like a sad way. George is no, like George a, is like a fun um, nihilist. He's like the. He said you were a nihilist like a month ago, dude. No, he he's always said absurdist. George, if you're a nihilist, stop eating. You know what? It's he, all pointless. He, you know who he reminds me of? The the nihilist from the Big Lebowski. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're nihilists, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well, you're the fun nihilist though or yeah. fun absurdist you started going into too much like 20th century philosophy and the french got a hold of you there's a lot of legal energy in here he is pre-law also george stop <laughs> drop out yeah drop Catherine out. would say the same thing actually yeah. every yeah. time she you tells people right they're now. just like don't go to law school don't do it law yeah. school's a waste of time oh my god wait you both are gonna go Wow. Oh Double two mistakes. First of all, do the right, arguments George. in your household, huh? Yeah. You're going to have legal <laughs> briefs ready for every household disagreement well, ever. She was a philosophy minor and I was a philosophy major. So they oh, advantage you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a horrible idea. If I could take that back, I would. Really? Yeah. How so, come? Just because you never used it? I really? went to law school because I was wasting time. I was like, I don't want to be an adult yet. And then you like apply. I was like, I got in. I didn't think I'd get in. I had a shitty GPA. I, the people that... That looked at his application, they were like, yeah, this kid could finish law school. They were like, no, this kid could spend a 60 grand a year and right. then we'll give him a degree. And that's what it is. They put you in this room at the end and they're like, it's like your debriefing or where you're like going into the real world. Yeah. And they're just talking about your loans and shit. It's like this seminar that everybody has to do to graduate. And they're like, so you'd have to do this, this and this to pay off your loans by this year. And, and it's like all of us at this point have job offers for like no money at all or like 30, 40, 50 grand a year. And we're sitting there like. I'm fucked. Like, you're <laughs> fucked. You're totally for fucked. the end. Once yeah, you've done yeah. it all. It's like, show me that first. Did Shouldn't you that be day one? I, the only thing I remember from law was sitting in that fucking room at the end being so pissed off. You know who does the same thing, actually, is like car dealerships. You ever go buy a car and they take you through the sales process and then they take you to the finance guy at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. By the Here's way, your options. Like, you're like, would you like, yo, yo, would you like wheels on this car? Yeah. Oh, that's an extra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would you like rear view mirror? Like, yeah, that's an extra 50. Good <laughs> yeah. luck. Yeah, yeah sorry. The rear view mirror package only comes with all these other yeah, you uh, features. Yeah, the SE well. model of this car. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, I guess I'll just be poor. <laughs> doing some shit, man. They're doing well, some welcome, shit. Welcome, dude. This is... Uh, this is your first foray into the world of powerlifting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I mean, well, I knew seriously. what it was because I, I coached Brianni Terry last year for a couple of bodybuilding shows, and I met Joe Solomon and Brianni Terry, and that was powerlifting to me. I was like, those guys. That's it. Yeah. And then they're I good never. People. Yeah, yeah, they're great people. I've known them for a long else. time. They've yeah. both been on the podcast. No, I, I when I fly to Vegas, I usually stay at their house. They're they're cool fucking people, and uh, I didn't think anything of powerlifting, and like never. I went to a meet because I knew a guy named James Dolman. I don't know if you know who he is. He's Not a sure. pro and he did a, a meet in Chicago and I flew out there and I, I was there for like maybe an hour and then I left and that was all I knew. And then Stephanie Bennett arrived on the scene. Was this the video of the, the crotch, the crotch the juices, goblin? Yeah. Yeah. The, ju the, juices. the juices. The juices. That was horrific. So it was horrific. I, I didn't even want to do that video. The, I nobody sent that to me by the way. 
I found that on my For You page. Really? I, it was just like a weird video, right? I didn't know she was a powerlifter or nothing. I found that video and I was like, I, I sent him a message because I saw the video and I was like, hey, this is crazy. Can you tell me about this? Just like as a... The original poster. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it's like this girl, she walks up to the window. She's like banging on the door, like, you know, pulls it out. But it's like, <laughs> you know... And she reloads. And in, too. And in a gun, oh. it's juices. And then she reloads. There's something so <laughs> offensive about that term reloads <laughs> in that she context. Reloads. She gets it out again. I was like, this is fucking gross. And I, I, I just messaged the kid as a curious fan. Yeah. The kid's name was Tyrell or something. I was like, hey, Tyrell, can you tell me what this is about? I'm, I'm like lost on context. And he said, oh, she's a USPA state chair. And that meant nothing to me. I was right. like, cool. Like, thanks. Like, thanks, bud. Like, he just right. tells me information I don't need. Right. And I was like, oh, cool. All right. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a powerlifting, whatever. And I was like, all right, what happened? He's like, she's nuts. And I was like, okay. And well. do, do you know what the background content? Uh, their dogs got in a fight or something? Is that, that's what I heard. I learned this later because all of her neighbors reached out to me and told me she was a piece of shit. Somebody's like, the one neighbor said, oh, she killed my lawn. <laughs> what? The, yeah. Apparently that, that video... And I believe it because there's a leash around her neck. Her dog was unleashed and somehow got into a dispute with the neighbor's dog. Okay. The neighbor that she was juicing the door of. And then Juice they the got dog. into it. And then the neighbor ran into the house. <laughs> and then she, you know, washed their windows. This is what, what really happened here. This is so many disgusting ways. And I hope we get a little clip out of this because we're off to a great start. But, <laughs> but no, listen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Listen, so the kid. Washed the windows. I'm talking to him. <laughs> And Whoa. I like didn't want to run the video or anything, but I was like, "Hey, do you care if like would you mind sending that to me? Like it's just like a weird video." He's like, "Yeah, sure." And so I had it, and I was like, "I'll do something with this at some point, maybe like a funny meme or whatever." Because it, it was getting like some airtime. I think he had like twenty thousand views on it on like a small account. Yeah. yeah, and through that interaction, he figured out who I was, and I guess he went oh. to my page and saw that I do this like shit, and he comes back to me four or five days later, and he says, "Hey, man." Steve Dennison, I didn't know what this name meant at the time. Steve right. Dennison contacted me and is telling me to take that video down. And I'm reading this like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I was like, who? And he said, the owner of the USPA. And I was like, what is that? And he's the powerlifting federation that she's the chair of. And I like, I was like, wait. So there's a powerlifting federation. She's in charge of an entire state. She's juicing their doors. <laughs> and then Steve Dennison, who runs the thing, is telling you to take this video down. And this and, just opened up the rabbit hole for well, For me, I was like, yeah, I love like abuses of power. If somebody's like, I'm going to use my status to make you do something that you shouldn't have to do in the first place, I'm going to fuck you up. And so I was like, all right, well, let me reach out to this Steve guy. So I sent him in a message and I was like, hey, I uh, saw you sent this guy Tyrell a message that he has to take this video down. Can you explain? And Steve, like at this point, didn't know who I was, like was basically told me to fuck myself. He's like, well... You know, she has some 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 issues, so we don't really want to make that public. And I was like, she has issues, but she's the head of an entire state of your organization. Like, pick one. She can't be mentally deranged right. and at the same time, somebody you elected as a leader. And he like tells me to go fuck myself. And that was that. So I post the video and the video, the purpose of it was Steve Dennison. You're bullying this guy to take a video down of this girl being a lunatic that is a leader in your organization. Fuck that. I'm going to make it even more notoriety now. Like, I'm going to make people, even more people watch it. Like, fuck you. Tyrell can take his video down because I'm never taking my shit down. And that got his attention. So he's like, oh, let's get on a call. Steve called you. Steve. He said, let's get on a call. Solo. Was there representation on the call? 
Well, so the the USPA California, which is I think run by Tyler, Steve's stepson, and the USPA Power account are all messaging me, and they're like trying to sort this out because it's like a bomb went off. You know, they're like, "What's going on?" They're trying to sort and this, this out. This was just after the first video. This was after the juice video, <laughs> the juice box. Let's just not say that again. <laughs> the juice, it's the juice box. Dude, every ju- time I say juicy, like, <laughs> dude, the juice box. He keeps adding to it. It's a juicy story, man. It's, it's the, the most juice disgusting. Box. I'll never look at genitalia the same way again. Oh my god. So. It's like a fucking Capri Sun hey. in their pants. Ooh. Ooh. So they're all trying to contact me. And uh, I was I was like, okay, I'm, I'm always open to it. But my favorite thing to do is, and sometimes I don't even do this, like don't even actually execute. I'm like, yeah, I'll talk to you, but I'm going to record the phone call. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, I'm not even recording that shit. Yeah. But like, you know somebody's bullshit. If so you get you get them to yeah, they don't want to text they yeah. don't want to put it in text because that's traceable super incriminating yeah yeah the feedback I got from the first video everybody's saying hey Steve is gonna do this shit where or Steve did this to me and I'm like do you have any proof of it it was on a phone call and so I know uh, this guy likes to do some sketchy shit if it's not recorded phone call is way easier than me texting it to you sure I call you a name right now with these cameras off it's my word against yours but if I text it to you you can prove that he did it. Right. Same with everything, right? So people like to move like that. Weird. And I was like, yes, yeah, Steve, I'll get on a phone call with you. I'm going to record it. And he said, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Says the innocent man. Yeah, it says of the course. innocent man. Absolutely not. I have nothing to hide, but I don't want evidence that this ever happened. <laughs> said no innocent man ever. You got to pick one, buddy. <laughs> You're right. So uh, at this point, I had, you know, I started looking to Stephanie Bennett and it's like, I didn't even run the video yet on the juice and uh <laughs> and i had a picture of her Keep and a couple other <laughs> i had a can we get some apple juice for him by the way <laughs> i want to get laid today dude <laughs> i don't want it to be in a next experience <laughs> so i had uh, a picture of stephanie bennett and a bunch of other uspa reps like referees and shit and bef- this was before i even dropped the the video the mm-hmm. first one and i was like well, I'm going to just look into some of these other people. I'm sure somebody's got some dirt. And this was before I spoke to Steve, before anything. And I looked at the person right to her left, this woman named Kimberly Sweat. And I just Google her name. And it comes up that she... Sweat. Kimberly Sweat with two Ts. She beat a special needs kid with a rope. A six-year-old special needs oh, kid. Oh, I didn't know that detail. Rope. What? Six years old. Who carries a rope? Special needs. Uh, the, the, the story was, you know, from the paperwork. Now, who was she, by the way? What was her Kimberly position? Kimberly Sweat. She was a referee. Okay. In the USPA. In the USPA. Referee. So she's at the meet. She's, you know, in contact with these people. Where they she beat a special needs kid with a fucking rope? So she was a special needs teacher, and they had this <sighs> six-year-old kid that didn't like to be touched. And so the way that they solve this is like, you know, you're, you're a teacher, you're leading the kid around, especially needs to get by the hand. It makes sense to me that, you know, you're dragging them from place to place where they need to be mm-hmm. classroom to classroom. She, instead of, you know, touching the kid's hand, this kid preferred, I grab the rope, you grab the other end and you walk me places. I guess this kid was like acting up and went into the bathroom, wasn't supposed to be in the bathroom. And she goes in and has a confrontation with the kid and then drags him out and then hits him with the rope in front of other teachers the only reason it got reported the kid didn't report it 
other teachers, her peers reported it. Wow. So um, you think it must be bad. You know what I mean? Think about yeah. the shit you do at work where like you understand like it's just workplace shit. Yeah, we're just being a kid and you or like, you know, if you're a teacher, you know, how many you've probably seen a teacher have a mental breakdown yeah. going through school. Like you yeah. give them a hard it's time. A lot, it's a lot to do. Especially substitutions. Yeah, she's yeah, having sure. a rough day. Yeah. She raised her voice at the kid or whatever. Nobody's yeah. going to call the police for that. But it was so bad that this other teacher called the police Whoa. and she got charged for it and she pled guilty to it. So they, all right, when was this? What year was that? Uh, 2007, maybe. 2007? This was before she was a referee. Fuck, man. I mean, but so like, all right, the I reason I asked the timeline, historical precedent, obviously known information, <clears throat> you do a little bit of digging on somebody, you yeah. find that, right? It might be 17, though. I don't think it was that old. I, th- I think it was like seven. It was, it was. Recent. Before she was a USPA ref, something they could have easily known about. And I know this because I easily found out about it and I'm not in, even, I have no dog in the fight so anyway this was like before i ran this and i communicated with steve and he's talking to me and he doesn't want to get on the phone with me blah 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 blah. and so i take this as an opportunity to ask to some ask him some questions in the chat that we're having so do you guys do background checks and he said absolutely and and i'm like well no you don't because like (laughs) not dog (laughs) because i'm aware of this like violent criminal that beats children that like you have and like a couple other sex offenders that are in the organization and uh He's like, okay, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I use that chat where he's copping to, oh, yeah, we definitely do background checks to run another video, like, right away. Like, we had the chat, and then, like, 15 minutes later, I'm, mm-hmm. like, blowing him up in a video about, like, and Steve Dennison is lying about background checks. Like, just going <laughs> fucking wild. And then I get a phone call, uh, and it's uh, one of my friends that has a mutual business interest with them, like, patched me into this phone call. I pick up, like, Hello? And it's Steve Dennison, Mike Tronsky, who's the vice president, a their attorney. Is? Yeah, but it's like, you know, it's like a ship underwater. It's like you guys can run that sh- run that shit down sure. there. Yeah, they're both still at the top. They're both still president and vice president. A uh, couple other people on the line. And it's like all these people on this fucking phone call. And I was like, hello, what's going on? Hey, uh, this is uh, Steve Dennison and blah, 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 blah. We want to talk to you. And I said, oh, well, uh, just if everybody on the call can go ahead and consent, I'm going to record this and then we'll go ahead and begin. Like, I didn't know. I'm literally sitting there watching Lost with my girlfriend. Like, I'm eating fucking McDonald's and they're calling me the shit. It's like eight o'clock at night. And they're like, no, we don't want to do that. And I was like, okay, gentlemen, I'll see you later. And I hang up and I had a third video that was ready to go. I can't even remember what the third video was. The the third Was it when you started with the Mike Tronsky uh expose because i know that did you do a video about him i mean i know you did multiple videos about him but was that the next stop no no because i was still just blowing apart the people chico was one chico was later when you like dig into the stuff it's usually like you know you go through like the the soldier the general and you you work your way up until you get into the organization if my first video was uh you know something about the head of the uspa doing this it's like you're not really there yet. You have to sort of like build yeah, the storytelling. Yeah, storytelling. It's a classic tale. <laughs> yeah, it was all this time. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it was it was a wild ride. You know, they're gonna sue me. I guess. You think they are? No. <laughs> <laughs> think they, about but it. But they claim that they will. Think about it. I'm an outsider. I don't have access to Mike Tronsky's inbox. I don't have access to Steve Dennison's inbox. Mm-hmm. And I found shit that incriminated them to the point where they had to publicly apologize. I found shit that was in their inbox and I didn't have access to it. You sue me. We're in discovery. You're saying I'm lying. 
my attorney is going to request your inbox from this period of time to see what you received mm. and what you passed on. If there's it, all it would do is open you to liability because there's no doubt. Well, obviously, like, I don't I don't think that's a reasonable path to expect anybody no. to do if they're guilty. Nobody would go ahead and expose themselves to discovery if that's like, yeah. you know, that that's just yeah. going to it's, it's going to shoot you in the foot. But but they did. I, I know they did. Make and a bunch I know legal threats. Have you and, ever thought of sending them a letter? What's it called? Where you demand just, letter uh, like no, when you tell them they can't cease and desist not that Noah. when you say they can't delete anything oh that's like an it's like a litigation hold litigation hold i've got one of those before well that doesn't matter because all you do is you would you you could subpoena google so that you can delete all the emails that you want on your g they're they're on gmail right right like you you have your own private email server to actually physically delete it yeah yeah subpoena google (laughs) delete all you want so like all right everybody knows the story it's pretty much a taken over the powerlifting world and everybody listening right now is going to be able to to watch but and if you aren't familiar go listen to our first episode we did with goob and then come back to this one what i'm more interested in is is the why and like there's there's a there's a principle at play here that i think we could talk about a little bit more in depth that's interesting right because i mean the uspa crashing and burning is a long time coming yeah, but probably. you you doing this is a whole other story. Yeah, and that's what I, I I'm more curious about that. Like, you've been involved in the world of bodybuilding long before this. You have a background going to law school, so you've been trained decently well enough to understand how this plays out, at least from ten thousand foot view. But like, why do you give a shit? That's the thing. I don't like. I for me personally, no, you, you know that's not true. You do. Like, you do, and I'm I'm happy that you do because I'm fully supportive of you outing these people. Because yeah. I think the we talked about this on an episode you and I recently. Like, let the truth come to light. Whatever happens, happens. Put it out there in the world. So, like, why do you give a shit about that? I I just I hate seeing an abuse of power. I hate seeing somebody use something that they built to bully somebody else. The only reason I gave any bit of shit because I saw the original video with Stephanie Bennett. Didn't care. I was like, that's weird, wild. But I only cared when Steve Dennison said, I'm going to use my position of authority to make you remove that and put you in an uncomfortable spot. And I see that and I'm like, Steve, I'm going to put you in an uncomfortable spot. Way more discomfort than you could ever imagine. Like, don't do that shit. And I and I gave him the opportunity to talk to him and say, hey, man, you know, don't do this shit. And he could have been like, you're right. That was that was lame. None of this. But he tripled down. And you know, when I, I found out that you were getting to him, it was like Saturday and I'm just out doing you know my wife and i are out doing our thing and i look oh, yeah. at my I phone think you sent me the email i sent and you the email and i'm like minutes later i just see his video i'm like dog who the fuck let them write this email are you talking about the one where they the first one yeah the first one talking about you know there's this salacious rumors and there's this guy online spreading disinformation and yada 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 and, I, and like we have a attorneys and hr and pr and i was just like dude who let you fucking I, I write this the attorney for the for the uspa which is like it's funny because i'm aggressive as fuck nobody's gonna see cease and desist me and make me shut up i'm gonna call your fucking attorney before you cease and desist me and i said hey yeah i'm the guy in that email that you guys are talking about one big fucking mistake i don't know if you really want to to you know disparage me publicly to your 40 60 80 thousand members and two don't be a pussy and cease and desist me file or shut the fuck up and he was like oh we're not we're not we're not doing anything you know that's that's not a thing that we're doing i was like okay thanks and hung up like go fuck yourself, bro. Was it like did they legitimately have representation at that point? They have attorneys. They what do you mean? It's a, it's an organization. How did you, you find them? 
there's uh they fight they they have sent cease and desist letters to people for various oh. things there were people that switched over to the wrpf that were wrpf or that were uspa chairs and shit like that and they switched over and they sent them you can't be posting this you can't be using our i, I can't remember what the story was but there was a logo somebody had used the uspa logo for some sort of advertising thing i think it dealt with like black voices in the community this was back in 2020 mm. and they were they had a petition where they wanted to elect somebody and they received a cease and desist and so oh, i just yeah. called that number and i was like yo <laughs> this is probably <laughs> are you the guys yeah yeah and they it's were like, like, they like knew, can they, i have a docket number yeah, please <laughs> they knew exactly who i was and i imagine that they had told their client to shut the fuck up a bazillion times and they were yeah. probably like this is exactly why we told him to shut the fuck up this guy's on our fucking line now yeah, yeah like, damn it no who we are it's like a, you know shit's spreading but i mean so to me like i think you're doing the lord's work out there like you know i'm very public about that on the show like i think it's it's good to Whatever is in the dark, bring it to the light. Let, yeah. the, let the fucking world decide for themselves. But I like that too. It, it for me, it's like you can't be mad. If I did a video on you, the only way you'd be mad is if you were ashamed of shit you'd done. I can't spin yeah, anything. For Nobody sure. can spin anything I've done is bad. And if they try, it's like, well, it's you know, the, the public opinion. If the public opinion of what I did is bad is bad, then it's bad. So sure. put all my shit out there. Put all your shit out there. Put all your yeah, shit right. out I there. Yeah, right. I mean, like, and I, I'm in that's like I got nothing mm, anywhere yeah. in my closet to hide. So I think that operating ethically, like, you know, if you're above board, you got nothing to worry about. Exactly. But the reason I think people are so afraid of you is there's so many fucking people out there that have things to hide. And I, and this is something I, I leading up to, this, I was very excited to talk to you. Cause <laughs> I, 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 I'm just so curious why and, and the purpose kind of like your, your like thought process behind doing this and, and, you know, eventually, like, because I, like I make all my money in bodybuilding. I coach <clears throat> competitive bodybuilders. I coach lifestyle clients. I was poor before fitness gave me a job. My whole career, everything I own, everything I eat, everything I consume, was paid for via fitness. I was on Instagram back in 2014. You know, that's when I first got into Instagram. Nobody was posting workouts or anything like that the in, the instagram community of fitness didn't exist mm -hmm. i i joined the gym in 2009 2010 that was when i first got into training and it was a different thing it was oh yeah it was like a you know a passion that you had just because you had it it wasn't like it was online and to see and you guys are are about my age mm -hmm. yeah. to see where it is now and where a 17 year old jumps into fitness and how they experience fitness now is different than when you were 17 and got into yeah. fitness. It's a whole different thing. And I yeah, see that get, and I'm like, I want to course correct. You didn't get slapped in the face with it back in the day, right? Like yeah. if, if you were interested, like really interested, you could go find stuff on T Nation or bodybuilding.com yeah, or Flex like Magazine. If you were 16 fitness. and when I was 16, when you were 16, I couldn't possibly figure out what the fuck trend was. <laughs> But oh no i could be good. on instagram right now good. and buy it from 65 people if i'm 16 years old and they're probably even gonna offer you, you it to could, me there's you memes just, about you it. could like t-shirts about it yeah there's no. jokes and memes about it i could yeah i could find it everywhere well, I, I'm sure i have non-fitness friends that said yeah, i'm sure you've gotten this where pe people will actively <coughs> solicit selling you drugs even if you haven't contacted them yeah like, you ever get those dms where it's like Easily. here's our list of all the drugs we sell are you yep. interested oh, i've never gotten one of those really dude, there's trt yeah, clinics dude. no never we, there what, are um, no mundo worldwide oh, used to yeah. send them out all right, everywhere. Yeah. all right but that was okay i guess but, he got pinched no there is yeah, a, yeah but it, it was going on <laughs> yeah eventually there's a trt a great clinic business plan. multiple that are going to be at the arnold i can promise you there's mm -hmm. a I, I, I don't know what the, all their names are but i've seen them it's like 
TRT clinic at the fucking Arnold? Like, yeah. this is weird. If you're a kid in the industry, it's so easy to find all that shit that we couldn't find before. So where you're going with this is actually the, the whole reason I was interested in talking to you. And this is something we talk about all the time because people don't talk about steroids. Yeah. Right? They don't. And, like, what you're bringing up is a totally different avenue, which yeah. we'll get to next. But the steroid issue in the world is, like, you know, I've seen this time and time again with people like they don't understand what it does to you and then there's a bunch of memes about trend and there's like these like 18 year old 20 year old kids are making memes about trend and it's like shut the fuck up yeah like that could act like i've i've seen it drug drugs or drugs right like steroids or drugs like mm -hmm. like schedule one drugs or drugs two these are drugs and i can guarantee you fucking hand to god like they're just as powerful and just as addictive you just don't realize that they act on you in different ways people aren't thinking about and for me when there's a lot of people dying too. I'm thanks for watching i just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors at cured nutrition my favorite supplement by them is called rise if you want something that's going to give you quick energy long lasting no jitters no crash all that good stuff it has ingredients like lion's mane ginseng if you want to read more about it check it out on their website but you can use our code HYBRID in all caps for 20% off. Hit the link and again, use the code HYBRID for 20% off. Fuck, fuck the death aspect. We're making though. terrible decisions because their impulse control is exactly. fucked. Right. I re I'm 32 now. I competed. I took the shit. I, you know, I did the stuff. You, know, you take the trend and the end of our on the shit. The mindset that I had when I was on that shit, I was a horrible fucking person. I had low impulse control. I was a terrible partner to any girl that I dated. And I thought it was just me. And then you step away from it and you're off the shit. And you realize like I wasn't a horrible person. I was just taking shit that made me make horrific decisions because but why are people talking about this? Like I'm so I'm, I, it pisses me because off because they are not in the arc yet. Where I'm at and where you're at and where you're at, where we're yeah, not running grams of trend no, no more I'm because done. we realized it was a bad fucking idea. But, and it, nobody's talking about it that's a bad idea because the guys like us that we don't have these giant voices that are, you know, influencing the well, memes. Do. I don't I mean, I'm I'm getting there eventually. Like through this podcast, like we do now, but yeah, like yeah. my problem with it is it's if, number one, it's a taboo subject. Yeah. All right. So we we all know that. Mm -hmm. it's, that's it's, a good point. It, yeah, nobody wants to nobody wants to say, you know, I mean I took it and it was a horrible fucking idea and you probably should think before you take about it. If you have competition goals and you want to be the fucking best that day when you show up to your NPC show or your national show, yeah, you're probably not going to get away with doing it without taking some of this shit. In my, in my whole like career <clears throat> of being involved in strength sports, I've only seen one video that accurately like warned people about the use of PEDs and specifically about different drugs and it was Pete Rubish. You yeah. know the video he put out? Like... 2010 maybe I've seen that. about I've seen that. taking trend and how mm -hmm. it's like yeah he said it like you, almost he, like his life. basically he's like make the decision for yourself but this is these are all the things that i experienced and you can probably expect those if you're going to do it and it's like i would say most people and nobody should on me for this instagram i would say <laughs> most people in general we don't have a tally of how many people took anabolic steroids and ended in the hospital for it but i would say most people my friends and the people that i've personally known to take this shit haven't had crazy health consequences yet yeah from taking the shit taking anabolic steroids but i would say most of them had a fucked up relationship did something they weren't supposed to do got in a fight and did all this crazy shit mm -hmm. and made poor life decisions because of the shit that they were on i would say all of them myself included but there is there is a george generationiron.com oh, no. if you don't mind uh there is a tally 
And these are just the ones we know about. These are the people dying. Deaths, yeah. These are the deaths. I mean, like, it's funny um, to watch Rich Piana videos, but like, if you ever saw that dude in real life, and I God, did, he was so unhealthy. He was the most unhealthy looking dude. But he's like, but Rich. Rich was like, hey guys, don't do what I do. Yeah, I do but what you could say that. Then, he would say, say that all day long. Huh? He would say that, but and then at he's the same time, he's like, you want to be the biggest by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the baddest. This is what you have to do. Like, here's the problem, and I think you just touched on something that like everybody should listen to this. It's like. If you're 16 or 18 years old and you're just now consuming fitness content, like when I first start, I'm 31, you know, we're all the same age here, basically. Like when I first started, the only way I knew about lifting weights was bodybuilding.com, Flex Magazine, T-Nation, T-Nation fucking, you know, the, the forums on bodybuilding.com and like in your the, gym. The magazine articles. In my gym, I, I accidentally joined a bodybuilding gym the first time I ever went to the gym and, and it was like these dudes that all competed and I hung out with them and that's where I found out about anabolic steroids it wasn't a fucking meme it wasn't looking yeah. at some influencer online it wasn't going to the arnold and seeing a trt clinic and being like what does that mean it was the dudes in my gym that were using it so you know <laughs> how you know how i met these guys like six seven years ago who oh these guys oh these guys hybrid but like hayden and steph <clears throat> yeah. back in the day back six seven years ago is we all went to the same gym called uh iron addicts gym right it was mm-hmm. a gym here in miami 50,000 square foot facility. Insane. Insane. Wow. In the heart of Miami. And back then it was expensive. And, and now that same space is triple like, the price. Yeah, I was going to say triple. So when we were training there, you know, it was like, I was 25. I was just, I, you know, I met them because I was like, just doing like a deadlift program, right? I didn't know shit about anything. I don't take steroids at that point. I was 25. Like, I don't know what that means. So, you know, trained in this gym. It's the sickest gym in Miami. All those fitness chicks and guys like the big bodybuilder oh, scene was owned there. and endorsed by micro sheed ct fletcher i've seen iron addicts because of ct fletcher 100 there was iron yeah. addicts number two that used to be here yeah that iron addicts gym we all used to train there and there was a bunch of freaks but when we were training there there was this weird thing going on where we would you know sitting on the gym floor and there'd be all these guys walking around in these shirts that say got hormones like, you know, the old got milk mm-hmm. commercial and shirts, yeah. so got, hormones. Those, but got hormones, question mark. So we, you know, it's like, you know, thought, oh, that's funny. I don't Wait, know what they that would walk around the gym, like, oh, yeah. like hot dog vendors. Oh, at yeah. a, no, 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 no they would like, just be working out. But yeah. it was like, uh-huh. it'd be like <laughs> I was thinking like, yo, they, they'd yeah. sell in the gym. Oh, hold on, hold on, get there. It, there. It's like, why are 10 guys in this gym wearing a got hormones shirt? And they're all purple. Yeah. And why are they the color of an alien? So some time goes by. One day, the DEA shows up on their doorstep, and the story turns out to be that, like, is, you know, all right, back up a little bit. The whole second floor of this 50,000-square-foot gym was completely empty. So we'd go up there to go take a piss or something, and be like, empty rooms and empty rooms and empty rooms. Like, what the fuck? Like, that? how do you They're run paying a, for it, how do you How do you mm-hmm. run a gym like that, right? Yeah, so, I heard at the time it was a $40,000 a month uh, rent. Oh, God, they got a good deal. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. So Probably all cash. Time goes by. <laughs> You know, there's all these fancy cars there and yada, yada, yada. And the one day the DEA shows up, it shuts the whole place down. Turns out the whole gym was run by a dude who was running a steroid distribution clinic upstairs. Amazing. The whole thing got shut down. Car seized. Gym shut down. The dude ran like an $8 million a year steroid operation out of the gym. Leased McLaren. Whole thing, right? And the, the people, so the list came out of like all the people that were buying from them as well. And it was pretty wild. There was like I, Mark Wahlberg's name was on uh, it. Yeah. Like, if you go look at that name now, there is a lot of names from the current fitness community 
public and out there on that list. That's fucking hilarious. So yeah. a lot of those, I never, oh, I was just buying it for a friend. Yeah, it's like, you're not on you're a, a great distribution friend. list for yeah. that reason, you're dude. Such a good I was friend. just on trend replacement therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what my buddy from Eastern Europe calls it. Trend replacement <laughs> yeah. therapy. It's sad, man. It's really sad. I mean, the bodybuilding and steroids go hand in hand. It's part of it. It's hundred percent part of it. But there's so much. It's like I know all you motherfuckers aren't getting on stage. I know all you motherfuckers aren't mm. going to a powerlifting meet and trying to be the maddest motherfucker there. I know a lot of you are just using it because you saw it on Instagram. But what's what's mm-hmm. your purpose behind it? Talking about that thing because like I I know why I talk about it. I know why we talk about it on the show. Yeah, but. What what's you know we've touched on it a little bit but I want to hear you describe I, it. I actually never do anything related to steroids on my page intentionally, just because like I don't think everybody would agree with me. We're like I I coach people. The mm-hmm. clients that I coach are not all natural clients, and people are like, oh, you want to do videos on natty or not people? Like I really don't care. No, it's not that. It's just I I think the message that I I think is important. If we have a voice. This podcast has a voice. Mm-hmm. You have a voice. I think it's important to educate people on the dangers. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think sure. that's talked about enough. And I'm not saying you should go do that yeah. with your time, but I'm saying me personally, I've seen enough of that shit in my life. And we've talked about it before, but what I think is actually <clears throat> pretty problematic, you know, I, I don't know what the answer necessarily is, but there are a lot of guys who are ages, you know, let's say 20 to 25, 26, 27 who get praise for openly coming out and talking about being on gear. And just and the fact that they say it, they're like, I'm on gear. They're like, wow, so honest. brave. You're so honest. Like, yeah, they're all, they all are. But, the, but my problem <laughs> they, is that I don't know like where the responsibility lies and, and if that's actually beneficial because Agreed. if and, so we're talking about the Larry wheels problem, basically. He's a great, just a great well, example, problem, right? But this was an but example like, of it. You, know, like you don't really need, like, you don't have to be this advocate and market it. And oh, I'm the, I'm, I'm honest about it. Like, you don't need to say anything. I can look at somebody and know, and I don't need to know for sure. I don't understand the obsession with like, I need to know their cycle. I need to know that like, there's, on a, there's a guy out there, Kenny Koo, who does Kenny Ko, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, right, he yeah. does it like for shock value. He goes to the thing, gets right up in their faces. Yeah. Are you natural or not? <laughs> natural. It's, it's like, like as you on. see, like their like shelf of a shoulder <laughs> yeah. on but a female. Here, here's the thing that I don't get about all the natty or not stuff. Like, if you're just doing it from a scientific perspective, that's one thing. But if you're like outing people under the the idea that oh, well, this can't be achieved naturally and you're making people think they can and that they're worse than. It's like your genetics are your genetics regardless of whoever the hell else exists. So even if some guy got to where he is, whether he's natty, he's not, I don't really give a shit. You ain't gonna look like C-bum. Just work out hard. Yeah. Figure it out. Get the education yourself. And if you have the genetics to do it naturally, you will. And if you don't, you'll figure it out pretty quick. Right. It's like, you're not going to have this horrible rate of progression. And then like all of a sudden, oh, I broke through a plateau and now I look like Ronnie Coleman. It's like, you're going to, you should know if you have a brain like that, eventually you're not going to reach that same level. Right. So I got a question then, sir, with the the, the state of like the shock value, Instagram stuff and the, the way that fitness culture is online. Like, do you think there needs to be more education or like, somebody out there just like talking to people like at least talking to young dudes because like it's funny when it's a meme but it's not funny when like you fucking hit your girlfriend or have a breakup because you're a fucking psychopath i wish there were i wish it were more equal 
You know, I wish there were even amounts of dudes that were like, hey, you know, yeah, jokes and all. Haha, there's a lot of memes out there. But like, this is really what I experienced. I wish that were, were an even playing field. The reason it doesn't exist and it won't exist is because of how people treat knowing that somebody's on gear. Uh, oh, well, I'm glad that I know that they're on gear now because, well, that's why they're bigger than me. Like, that's a, the real, the only reason they asked. The only reason Natty are not as popular is because people were like, oh, well, well, I don't suck that much because yeah. like, he's on gear. So, like, there you go. Done. I don't have to do anything to worry about. Because if suck. it was for educational, yeah. an educational basis, they would just either be okay with taking gear or not and make that decision regardless of whatever anyone else if is doing. If it were for right? educational basis, you wouldn't care about the other person because you'd only be concerned with you. Right. You'd think, what would it do to me? How would I look on it? Is it something that I want to do for me? You wouldn't be like, well, is C-bomb on? Because if he's like, you're just trying to compare yourself to having an excuse to why he's better than you. But that's a, that's yeah. a pretty dark rabbit hole to go down because the second you, the, the Instagram ability of people's fitness routines leads to this rabbit hole of dark thoughts, men, and I'm sure it's way worse with women. They're comparing their body types, their rate of progression, powerlifting. You can just compare numbers, but it's like you look at the top powerlifters out there and you like compare yourself to them. And it's like, well, fuck, I'm not I'm not anything. You know what's funny, though, with powerlifting, guys are way easier to realize it. And because they can use leverages and limb lengths and things like that. And they like some guy said it yesterday. He's like, yeah, I'll never deadlift like him because he's got really good leverages. And that's why he's able to pull over the nines. And I was like, wow, I wish people in bodybuilding would be like, yeah, see, Bob, I'll never look like him because I don't have his parents. <laughs> yeah, <I> think, <laughs> you know, like, just like, that's yeah. what it is. And it's the truth. It's, you, know, you know, what? I think yeah. I think there's also like a degree of separation there because in powerlifting, right, you can it's sort of like the natty or not excuse to be like, Oh, well, I would just be a good deadlifter if I had good leverages. So it's not my fault. So it's almost like in some ways a cop out in the powerlifting space. Whereas well, no, the nobody... way he was saying it, though, he acknowledged that that guy yeah. was really good for that reason. And that he he could do as much as he, he was a great bencher. And yeah, he was yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm awesome at bench because of the way I was built. And it's, it's like he just acknowledged that it wasn't but I think drugs. It wasn't anything. For other sure. Than... But I think that's easier to admit than somebody being like, I'm just never going to have a good looking body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that sucks. Yeah. That well, really sucks. The truth is, the truth usually is like, well, cause you're fucking lazy and you eat McDonald's all day. But like, you know, right. also, yeah. See bums on gear. That's why. Yeah. Well, right? that's, 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 a, that's bullshit. Like, yeah. I think you're right. Cause of the power of like, I've said this myself. I'm like, you know, cause I, I pretty much retired like a year ago. I did my last powerlifting meet and I'm, I don't want to actually compete anymore, but <laughs> It's funny because I think about it. And when you brought, he brought that up to me. I told you before the show, like I was number two in the world when I retired. Mm -hmm. And that's funny to think like, oh, all right, that's cool. Because I, I, after that, I always said to people, I'm like, yeah, I had a great run. I was really proud of myself. I was really happy with the things I achieved. But I'm like, there's guys like John Hack out there. Like, and he is a fucking freak of nature. You saw him compete yesterday. I like, hung out with him last night and I was like, doesn't it just frustrate everybody? Because the, if you don't know who John Hack is a fucking freak. He, and he's he is a nice not dude. only uh, like 200 pounds sometimes, like he gets in the 198s, yeah. but he benches super close grip, which is harder usually for most people. Mm -hmm. He deadlifts conventional, which is usually harder and for most people. Bar. Yeah, and squats, squats bar. like stupid high, not not saying John Hack's technique is stupid, but stupidly no, high yeah, bar, like high. in his brainstem. <laughs> and he's doing it that way. And fucking everybody up. And, and I was like, dude, doesn't it just frustrate everybody? They're like, you're lighter than them. You're doing it in a harder iteration. He probably and, just laughed at you. And it's not even close. Like, it's not even close the way he blows these people out of the water. He's like, yeah, it's just me. <laughs> but I love that. I think that it's it's great. And I said that in jest. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm never going to be John Hack. And like, I let that dude be the best. Because like, 
It's like he went into powerlifting. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do this on hard mode and still beat everybody. Yeah. And it's like, you guys could take all these fucking excuses about steroids and this and leverages that. And he's doing it in sleeves. And it's like, what is excuse Zezima, do you bro. have left? He is Zezima. My RuneScape bro is out there. What's up, guys? Just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors at HVMN. They have an awesome supplement called Ketone IQ. I take it every morning with my coffee. It helps me avoid that midday caffeine crash. And sometimes if I'm really dragging my ass into the gym, I'll take two shots of this before I come in if I really need to feel focused and fired up. There are only five ingredients in the supplement, so they're not hiding behind a proprietary blend or any other nonsense that some of the supplement companies in the industry do. Quick disclaimer, this is, let's just call it an acquired taste. We're not here for mouth pleasure. We're here for performance. And that is what this is gonna give you. So make sure to hit the link in the show notes and use code HYBRID in all caps, 20% off. <laughs> what does George, does that mean? Zezima? Explain Zezima, George. I'll explain Zezima. Zezima is the, he, there was this guy on RuneScape that just always was online. And he was like always the number one leaderboard of everything. And you couldn't beat him and you couldn't even dream to beat him. And you could get like six of your buddies to like all log into the account on like different time zones. And you would never be better than Did that. Did that inspire the South Park episode? Probably. You know Actually, the South Park probably, episode yeah. with yeah. World of Warcraft? The one with, yeah. with the meme that's your technique is incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is one badass motherfucker. And then yeah, it shows yeah. him and he's like, yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They <laughs> that was the same era. Of, oh, really? Yeah, Zezima was around. But it, it was he was like just the John Hack. John Hack's the Zezima. Yeah, well, there's a couple guys out there that have just <clears> stayed. Like Jamal, Yuri's not competing so much anymore. But there was but just... he looks like he's making a comeback if you've checked out his Instagram. No, I haven't. He's lifting a lot. Yuri, if you ever get to meet Yuri Belkin in real life, like sweetheart of a human, loves his cats, good dude. <laughs> but there's a lot of guys out there that are just, just light years above and beyond genetically, yeah. right? Like you mm -hmm. take drugs out of the equation, they'd still be the best. And I, I've thought that forever. Well, guys like John have proven that. John first won IPF Worlds and then went, okay, conquered the the natty category now i'm going to go into untested just did the same thing yeah the best will be the best no matter what it's yeah. and, and that was a difference because i just went to like my first big powerlifting meet people didn't care who won which was weird like the winners like in bodybuilding it's like everybody comes to finals and it's like that first place award is like oh who's gonna get it who's gonna get it and people are driven if they got second place or third they're not happy about it but in powerlifting it was like the awards were actually this dude wanted to get his third and he wanted his third to be a pr and if he didn't get that he was upset about that even if he was still winning mm -hmm. like that was that was different for me to see where in, in powerlifting it was very much I want to beat my best and my personal best. And I have a metric to beat my personal best because I know how I much I left the last key. time. I thought that was awesome. Like, I thought that was yeah. really cool about powerlifting. And I wish people in bodybuilding supported that a little more. But it's it's kind of hard to in bodybuilding because you... It's very subjective. There is a subjective too, right? Exactly. Yeah. There yeah. is an award and it is given at the end. And if you even... Because in bodybuilding, you know, my second show, I showed up way better than my first show. But if I went against harder people, then I still got fucking screwed not yeah, screwed yeah. but i still lost well, your placing doesn't represent yeah but in powerlifting you then have the metric okay well last time my total was this and my wilkes or whatever it was that yeah. and this time my total was this oh i improved yeah and well, I it's very much for personal gain I, and yeah. i think that that's cool because i've always competed like that like i never went and i was like i want to win the event like i didn't give a shit about that i just want to beat my best yeah 
and be better than the last time and, and well, hopefully well, i asked john last night i was like so you won the whole thing huh and he said yeah i guess like he didn't he, he was <laughs> upset because because he missed one of his th- he like that's all he cared about yeah that's literally all he missed his deadlift that was all he cared about like that was more important to him i love that like dude won the check won the whole thing and even shit. the awards ceremony it was like they had the people come out and they're like and they won they gave him the check held their hand up it was like gone you know they yeah. just that's kind back. of always how it is. Yeah, I thought that was. I was like, this is different. Like, it's so weird. what was your takeaway from your first ever like big, big powerlifting meet? It was cool. They had me commentate. They're like, "Do you want to commentate this meet?" And I was like, "Who invited you out?" Anna, you said, Anna from the WRPF. Is is that associated with A One Digital? The one that yeah. she owns A One Digital. Yeah. She oh, apparently started okay. a, a, a with A One Digital. Her company started shooting WRPF things, and then the president was like, she, "They did our meet also." Yeah, yeah. Oh, which they, was, oh, they the last one. Which was USPA last year. Yeah, they had oh, yeah, yeah, black okay. magic cameras like you guys have, yeah. like a real legit setup. And yeah, and we bought, we actually bought those off them. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out A One Digital. <laughs> but uh, they, yeah, they invited me, and I was like, I don't know anything about powerlifting, and I'll probably just talk shit the whole time. And they were like, <laughs> You should come. <laughs> I was like, like okay, Well, put me on the mic then. It'd be a great addition. <laughs> it was fun, but a lot of people actually reached out, and they were like, Hey, feedback. I thought it was great that you were there because you know nothing. Because I was asking the I had Garrett and uh, Ashley. Oh yeah, that were my co-hosts. Garrett's, Garrett's oh, a gem. To, Garrett's to, hilarious. Yeah, he's a wild dude. And I, I would like ask them questions. The Garrett was like, "Oh yeah, John Hack. He has that soft touch bench." And I was like, "I can you explain that to the viewers what that means?" <laughs> and what I really meant was, I don't know what the fuck you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, can you yeah, explain yeah. it to me? And so people they were like, "I got a lot more out of it because I'm a novice and I was watching and Garrett's talking at like this." Garrett's like up here, this high level powerlifting theory, and the average person watching the fucking meet is not Garrett. They're down here. Yeah. And they were like, you, you brought it down because I'm I'm an idiot when it comes to powerlifting. So I was just asking my idiot questions. But as like a for the audience, Ashley, can you explain that? <laughs> you turned on your ESPN voice. That's actually, yeah, yeah. that's honestly perfect. Yeah. I it's was like, like, you guys should really not have only top level people doing this. You should have some yeah, yeah. middle of the road like, idiots like, a, like me. Men in black, like mind wipe you so you don't remember going to the next one. Just keep asking those questions. I think I'll still be powerlifting <laughs> retarded by the time I go to the next one. Well, so. I, I don't know if you know this, but you'll just, you'll be on par with the rest of the powerlifting community. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were so super sweet people. Everybody was really nice. They asked me if I'd do the American Pro also yeah cool. that's virginia cool coming up so i'll, I'll be there it's micah's meet right yeah yeah uh-huh. and that's i think virginia. that's like the big big one of the year yeah that's like the that biggest sort of one took the place of current yeah i actually watched it last year on live stream really yeah it was it was kind of cool garrett like, got thrown across the room after that meet by uh what yeah i'm uh, talking about by andrew house i think it was oh that's not surprising like bad oh thrown my across god the room? yeah like he was andrew house made a lift garrett said it was no good you know but like in 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 garrett fashion he didn't say it's no good he said like that was dog on shit. the live stream yeah was, this was dog shit i, I can't remember the that. judging i, I can't believe it caused was, a lot yeah. of controversy yeah, I remember and then that. he got confronted after and you know garrett talks shit but he'll even if he knows he's gonna get beat up like he'll he'll back up his stuff so <laughs> i appreciate that about him he's uh yeah, yeah. he's consistent like, with his criticism i was like garrett you're a troll but like you love this sport and like he he's trolls. not a troll i think he he's always said he wants to do it for the better troll of, isn't a bad word yeah people the, think troll is a bad word you guys know who boston lloyd is yeah yeah he was a troll but like do you know how many people have told me like boston lloyd pissed me off so much that i went and made myself better it's like <laughs> and that's garrett he's like you know, whoever Andrew House 
that whatever his next lift was you know he was thinking like if that motherfucker garrett's on that microphone right now i'm gonna go deeper and harder to make it so he can't say shit like that's the kind of person that he's controversial he's you know some people would say he's annoying or a troll but it's like you really made everybody better he's there for the better of powerlifting for sure the shit that i do there's so many Mm -hmm. like people out there that are like yo i don't want to be on his page so i'm just gonna have to try a little harder I'm gonna have to, I can't edit my photo. I can't do my shit. I can't do business shady ways. I have to do so, it the right way. And that that's something else I want to talk to you about. Like, wh- why do you care that people do that? Cause it's the industry that I make all my money in and I do it real and I do it authentically. And I was able to, you know, pull it off as a nobody. So like, why can't you? And it's, it's deception. There's the, you know, we're talking about like the average consumer, the average yeah. person that just now, popped into you know they they've had an instagram for their dog and their wedding and and they're just like well i'll get into fitness and they go find some coach that's gonna lie and steal and send them transformation photos of another client that belonged to a different coach that they also edited that they also this oh and they have a sexual assault history and all this check in nude that was when he exposed not too long ago oh yeah yeah, i saw that yeah or the coach is gonna say oh you have to check in naked because that's the industry standard and it's like call them baby yeah, call them baby and compliment their French tip nails and tell them that they're so sexy. Like, that's weird, right? But, so weird. But it's like if you're, you know, you're Tracy that works at Target and your friend recommended this coach and you know they're a pro and you don't know what the fuck pro means, but that sounds professional. Okay, no, they're a pro. He's a pro. That's a pro. He's a fitness pro. And you hire this person Ooh. and you just gave him 600 bucks and they're like, all right, well, now you're going to need to check in naked. And you push back and you say, well, why do I need to check in naked? And they say, it's how I do my job. And you're like, well, they're a pro. I work at Target. I just sent them six hundred dollars. He is a professional. They're Maybe this is just how pro. it is. This, this He's an ISBB be, pro, and that's <laughs> yeah. That's why they got away with it. Oh, this must just be how it is. But no, that's not fucking how it is. And if I hadn't done that video, you yeah. know, there were a lot of people that were like, "Damn." like oh maybe i shouldn't have sent her a butthole picture yeah <laughs> maybe i shouldn't check picture. in this way that's kind of weird you yeah know? i mean and we're making light of it but it's it's yeah. it is a serious thing it's right? sad man it's it's that's why someone it, taking advantage that's why do, you, do you find that like it sets a dishonest bar for like what it means to really like be in the gym because it's like there there there's the, the the way that it's presented online the way that fitness is presented online i i see it all the time because it's just you can't go through Instagram anymore without 55 tips and tricks and get ready with me. Yeah. Here's my daily routine of like perfect eating. And it's like not. Uh, yeah. I mean, those are those are fun. I think they're entertainment videos. But when you start seeing the videos like you post and like all of the editing and all of the dishonesty that goes into that, like how, how do you see that kind of deception for the average fitness person? Like, does it just set like an unrealistic standard for what they can achieve or what? It's uh yeah, and it's all you know. They're either they're doing it for profit or they're doing it for notoriety or they're doing it for something. But they're all trying to climb the same ladder, and everybody's on the same ladder, and they're skipping rungs, and they're doing it to either con somebody else or to make themselves better. And uh, I I just I don't like that. I don't think it's uh I don't think it's fair. It's not a level playing field. There's so many people that are authentic that have stood the test of time that are big players in the fitness world that never had to fuck around, that never had to do stupid shit. There's mm-hmm. a long list of dudes that have been around forever without controversy. And there's, you know, why not you? You know, why couldn't you do this? You have to steal. <laughs> you have to I, make yourself special. I commend you for your endurance on this topic because you have a full-time career as yeah. a coach. And then your side thing is this incredibly exhausting. Are there days where like you know 
you, I mean, you went through a two month conflict with a big organization. Like, do you ever just go, fuck not today, dude. Like, I, I, like, <laughs> no, I just, never. I can't be battling people today. <laughs> never. It just wakes really? up. Uh, just wakes oh up. Ready. I'm for me. It's like, you're it's the epitome of wake up, choose violence. <laughs> it, it takes me, <laughs> you know, I get, you know, the email gets sent out and I see this shit. It's like all those thoughts. Like it, they, I know what I'm going to say. It takes me five minutes to record a video. I don't spend that much time in the shit. Initially, when I first started doing these, digging all the stories out and finding everything took me forever. Learning all the things that I now know took me forever because I was finding all the accounts. I was finding all the controversy. But it's like, you know, I come to this meet and I, I was told 8,542 stories, you know, like that's not an accurate number. I'm wow. joking. But, really? but a lot. A lot <laughs> of people had stuff to share. Everybody had something to share. And that's like that's, you know, my petty ass Photoshop videos. It's like Photoshop. Did that kill anybody? Like, no. But the, the purpose of doing a Photoshop video is one, let somebody know that this person's a fake piece of shit and lying to you. But also it usually builds my following. The bigger my voice is, the more I can act when a USPA comes out, the more I can act when a Sam Canato, the guy check in naked, the more I can act on it when a big thing actually comes up. So I like to, to do those videos just to sort of build the platform. And then when it actually comes to it, I can do something about the USPA. I'm a nobody in powerlifting, but I was able to with one page, you know, make their organization, make it known that their organization was crooked. Something that's cool about the powerlifting community is how, like when there is a common goal or a common problem, everyone does kind of band together. Yeah. Like, and you experienced it obviously, yeah. but you know, people have these problems and sometimes they don't want to ruffle feathers or they don't feel confident bringing it up or, you know, they're just trying to do their own thing. But then someone like you comes along and it's like almost like the Me Too movement. People it's like as soon as one too. person says something, yeah. everybody else now kind of follows your lead, has the courage to do it and follows through and boom, here's a million stories of what this happened or what happened to them. And You do the one story and it's like a you get a bazillion things in your like after I posted the first video, it was like I still get them today. It's like people, hey, this person did this, hey person this this did that. And half that shit is bullshit, you know, it's stupid. It's yeah. like, okay, well, you know, this isn't story worthy, but a lot of the times, I mean, you guys see the, you see the videos of the people that were unreasonable. Mm -hmm. There's so many reasonable people that did dumb shit and I'm not out here to get everybody. Oh, you, you know, you did this stupid shit three years ago. I'm not going to ruin your life over it. I'll send people messages and be like, Hey, like, what, what is this? If it's current, right? Mm. Like, what are you doing this for? And half the time they're like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> really? Yeah. So do you do, what's your like if you were to check percentages in your head, like what's the amount of people that are reasonable versus unreasonable? Because the unreasonable ones make the page. I'd say for every 20 things I look into, one of them is a unreasonable prick that I, I have to twist. And Damn, where, like where that you... alone seems really exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have to go through 20 for one. You make a lot of videos, bro. Oh, I send a message. Hey, can you stop doing this? Yes. <laughs> oh okay yes yeah, that used yeah, to be an argument but it's you know they, now they're like yeah. oh shit if i'm gonna they, get hooped <laughs> <laughs> if they already know who i am it's always like a yeah yeah and also let me explain i'm like okay but if you're, they, get, you're getting a video yeah. or if they're like steve dennison they're like who the fuck are you and he's talking like, to me like all I'm, right buddy yeah you know, get ready yeah i was like Man. i was pleading with him to like just stop yeah. And be what, a reasonable so person. now that that saga has kind of like come to the forefront of the powerlifting community, where where does it stand at today, as of today? So, and like, what uh, changes have actually been made to the organization? And like, what question. do you what do you think the future of the changes are? These motherfuckers just left. People are leaving, and meat directors are leaving, and people are bringing their meats with them and bringing their whole crew with them. 
So they're all going to other organizations and other federations, which is really the last thing to do. You know, it was like, let's see if we can fix it. Hey, Steve, sell or step down. Okay, I'll step down. But then you're still sending out emails as the president. Like, that doesn't make any sense. We'll disband the executive committee. Okay, well, they rebuilt it four or five days, maybe a week ago. And some of the people that they put back on the executive committee, there's a woman named Trisha. She held, a, I did a video on her because she held a meet at a gym that was owned by a rapist sex offender. That I remember that. He is a registered sex offender. His name's Aaron Scogsberg. I have emails where somebody sent them to her before the meet. Hey, I know you're going to this gym and doing this thing here. This guy's a registered sex offender. You shouldn't do it. And so she knew. And then she did it anyway and then lied about it. And then after the meet, she posted, can't wait to do it again at this gym next year. And then she walked that back. Oh, I didn't really mean that. And she's on the executive committee. That's one of the eight people that they elected to be the 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 head of this what i've had a hard time grappling with is like what what do people need these organizations for you know like i get it i've competed in them all but i think well, pro is a great example of what you're about to right like about. to me like the one powerlifting meet that i didn't get to do because of covid so like my powerlifting coach is located in sydney australia i was going to go there to do pro raw covid hit obviously didn't happen yeah that is a good example but I, I just keep going for, back for a reference. If you're not uh, familiar with it, it's a powerlifting meet that uh, is unsanctioned. I know, I know, but it's oh, it's just it's okay. just big enough and attracted enough people that all of the ranking that was going on, whether it was open powerlifting or powerlifting watch, was like the previous yeah. one. Uh, you know, they recognize it. The scores as are still on basically there, yeah. being its own federation, even though it's just you know. I just keep going back to the question of like, what is the point of paying? Like, I always had such a fucking problem. Every time I go to a meet and they're like, well, if you paid your dues for the year, it's like for fucking what? I I can, I think for for what? I've thought about this too. And I made a post about it the other day, maybe two weeks ago. It's like, and don't take me out of context here, but everybody needs church. I don't go to church, but like there's church for me. There's church Mm -hmm. for you. There's church for you. Everybody needs something that you belong to, that you're affiliated with, that you make friends at, that you make, you know, maybe you met your girl there or something like that. And there's a lot of lost people in fitness, I think in general, that find it as like an outlet to something else. And wow, it's super cool. There's the USBA. It's a federation I can pay a membership to. I have meets that I know all of my friends are going to be at. It's something I can put in my profile and then it aligns me with other people that will find my stuff and follow me. I can type USBA in and see who follows them and find all of these people through the spider web of an organization. And that's mm-hmm. awesome until it's not. <laughs> and the but people in it Do you think dirty. that's the case in powerlifting? Well, I think a lot of you vote with your money, right? And especially powerlifting is not, you know, for the most part, an affluent community. Like we have, you know, we say, oh, it's broke powerlifters is like something we say, you know? So it's like if you're, if you choose to be a member with USPA, most, for most people, that means you're not paying dues elsewhere because you spent your money yeah. to be a member with yeah, USPA. You wouldn't belong to three churches, would you? Exactly. Yeah. So you voted with your money, right? That's your church. You chose USPA over WRPF or vice versa. And you're just going to do those meets whenever they pop up around you. So I think it, you know, it, it, that's where the dues from like a business perspective come into play. And then also, you know, I mean, you're basically forcing the consumer to make a choice and then once they do, they're bought into it. And then, well, he's kind of saying like, do we need the Federation at all? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I, I think that a lot of people love that sense of community. And so, yeah, Federation makes sense because, you know, we can make a club or whatever and whatever, but then we're going to say, oh guys, 
well, we want to have t-shirts and where's the money going to come for that? Well, or I, we want to put on a meet and we got to pay this And gym. you can't just have anarchy, right? Like once something becomes a business, then there's accountability, right? If I'm just some guy and I throw meets and every single guy in powerlifting is like, there's a meet in my backyard this weekend yep. and all the squats passed, no video allowed. <laughs> and when yeah. everyone's breaking a world record every single weekend, like that's ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, there needs to be standards. some sort of like, I just, I don't really balance. believe in this idea that there has to be like a specific, I, 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 in the powerlifting world, I believed more in the meat directors and the people putting on the, on the actual events. Absolutely. Because I, if I go like the Kern, like I know if I go do the Kern, they're going to judge accurately. Christy Hawkins is judging my squats. Like, okay, fine. Like, I can't fuck mm. that up because she's not going to let... Garrett Fear is judging my squats. I know that he's not going to let me get away with a bullshit squat. I don't necessarily think that the allegiance to a federation has anything to do with the people mm. judging the But events. the brand means something, dude. It the does. Brand, it means something because... But only to a certain extent. There's, well, there's something, something that really matters cool. beyond the individual, right? It's like, can you get a chicken sandwich from some guy standing on the corner? Yes. Are you going to do it? You might go to the chicken <laughs> restaurant, for right? Chick-fil-A, because I know what I'm getting. Yeah, you know, <laughs> know there's a I'm lot getting. of people involved. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot of more responsibility there. I than just, just like... there's enough accountability in the world of powerlifting, and it is too inconsistent, because you could go from gym to gym under the same federation, from meet to meet under the same federation, and not receive the same judging standards, even though they're all briefed and supposedly have an understanding of the the standard for that federation, but right? You know what's been really interesting from... from... Do you know how NPC solves that? No, I don't. They have regional panels of judges that they fly to the meet, and it's always the same people. And so it's the always, same judges everywhere. Not, it's like the East and West, right. but it's the same. Well, it's you know, there's a group of judges, and it's very hard to break into that. But it's not like this, where, like, that was something that really bothered me. Like, there's refs for Vermont, there's refs for Maine, there's refs for Texas, and it's like a fucking ton. There are 1,500 some refs. I know this because wow. I found a list and I started running background checks through all the list. Oh referees. They have it on USPA.com. You can go and look through all of them. Oh my he was God. a referee. But I almost I'm feel the opposite. I feel like you, the more people you have involved, like I would almost want, like if it's a Florida meet, you should almost not have any Florida uh, representation. Because they could be your judges. Buddies. Like how many times have, and I'm not saying like the judges here did anything <clears throat> wrong ever. No. But. How many times have you been to a powerlifting meet? And I know I have where you're like, you compete, you know, all the guys judging you. And like, there, there's just it, it, not like a conflict, but there could be. That's that's you, better you solved if you have a, a traveling panel, though. Right. But if it's all the same people. Right. And you see the same person. Right. You're a competitor and you see the same person. Maybe you have a disagreement at one meet. And then that person's on every panel every single time after that. Yeah. Well, they that's red why light you, you every pick time. people like like me that I don't care if somebody brown noses me. I don't care if somebody slanders me like I'm. If I'm oh, a like judge in a bodybuilding show, I'm, yeah. I'm, there are people that I've, that I've wanted to do stories on and I chose not to only because I have a personal beef with them. And I would hate that somebody watched that video knowing about my personal beef and thought so I did it for why. that reason. Like there are people that, that exist out there. I think they find a lot you, of them in the bodybuilding world. how do you find world. that person, right? Because you don't know who they are until they behave in a certain way, right? And then by the time yeah. you figure it out, it can be a it's, little too late. Well, they do test panels like for, for the judging in the npc you will sit with the judge and you have you fill out your card and then they check and to see where you were in line with them right and if you're mm. if you're voting correctly you know correctly in this subjective sport if you're voting correctly they'll invite you to do the thing but you have to travel to all these shows and all these shows and get it to where they say you're good enough now you've proven okay. that you're so an objective a, person a, a but there's another fail safe 
So say it's never they never you never know which scores are being picked. So say there's seven people in the panel, they're going to drop the highest and they're going to drop the lowest. Oh, cool. So the lowest score and the highest score get dropped and they take the middle five. If there's nine in the panel, they'll drop the highest and lowest and take the middle seven and figure out what the score was based off of that. So it's like if one person is powerlifting. Two guys can conspire together to fuck you because there's only three judges, right? right yeah, yeah. And there's not a fail safe for that. Bodybuilding, there is. Say I fucking hate this guy and he used to be my client and he left in a way that I don't like and I'm going to give him all ones. I didn't impact his score because I'm the lowest score and I'm getting dropped. And I know that. So I have to vote in an accurate way. <laughs> you know what's, what's interesting about the powerlifting community is that it's almost through the legitimacy of the meets because – Mm-hmm. we governed ourselves for so many years. Like if somebody did some bullshit meat and squatted three inches high and they got a world record for that, the community was relentless. Yeah. And shitting I've on seen, that. I've seen that trauma okay. happen. <laughs> yeah. So over the time, over time, all of the best lifters gravitated to the, the meats that, that judged appropriately and that had also notoriety. So our meat became a big one. Kern was a big one uh what was record uh, breakers rum in its day rum record breakers there's there's a, okay there's a whole bunch of them but there's still a lot but, of feds and what that, that did that. was because you got so much more attention at those meets from running them correctly you got better sponsors you, you more could, money so yeah. you could pay out more to the athletes you could do all these things so it was kind of like it was self-governing because if you did the right thing as a meet director if you told your judges to judge correctly if you made sure you ran a tight ship the better lifters would come better sponsors would come yep. you could provide better payouts and then it just kept feeding into itself to the point where we had on the untested side like five meets that were just those are the meets that all the top guys do and that's it right you don't you wouldn't have like john hack doing a rps meet I or a upa meet yeah or you know so upa yeah <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> so all right next next thing rattling around my brains if i were to give you a the f- what the fuck? What do genies carry? What are they grant wishes with, George? I think it's a magic lamp. We had this talk. We talk about this a George. lot. But you know what? It Does is- George say it's a teapot? No, they, they do call it a lamp. But yeah, but it looks like a tea kettle or it's some shit. It's not a lamp. It's not a lamp. It's a lamp. It's a lamp, but it's not. But like, you know what a lamp looks like, right? There's a shade. There's a light bulb. No, no, no. It's an oil lamp. Does it, right, you light it on fire and the tip glows. I'm serious. Look up genie. Oh, lamp. that's why it's a lamp. Yes, it's it's a. What's think so about this? What is it? It looks like a like a tea kettle. It seems no it, dangerous. It, it, You're supposed you, to carry that around. Yeah, it's a portable lamp. You let it. It's there's holes everywhere. There's oil in it. <laughs> that's insane. You need, you know, you need a torch. Type in genie lamp. In images, genie lamp. This is before the like the tiki what torch. What do you rub for a genie? Easy, George. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird, weird. See, but that doesn't look like a lamp. It's not a tea kettle. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. We talk a lot on this podcast about TRT, all of the things involving exogenous hormones. And because of that, we get a lot of questions about it. And we are not experts in this sense. If you want to speak to real experts, because we don't feel comfortable giving any sort of opinion on this, speak to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. These guys are the best. They're legitimate doctors. They're not going to push any BS on you. They're going to do a legitimate consult and tell you if you're a good candidate or not. All of the links to this are in the show notes as well as their Instagram handle. Check them out and I promise you're going to have the best service possible in this space. It looks like a tea kettle. So I get it. I get what you're saying. You fill it with oil. And I think then you're I'm light. gaslighting you guys right now. And I'm pretty you, sure it's a teapot. 
<laughs> Gaslighting okay. doesn't exist. No. You're crazy. Look, okay, here's an example on the far about? side. On the far side, you see going down, George? Right. Okay, so it lights out it that coming. tip. Yeah. This is the most unsafe invention of all. Like, if that was filled with oil, the whole thing would burn immediately. No, That's no, insane. no, 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 no. No, no, Okay. I don't, I don't know. I think I'm going to get a video made about me. All right. <laughs> Whatever the fuck you call that. If, a, if I gave you a genie lamp, how would you fix the world of powerlifting? If you if you could the genie, yeah, ask this, the genie to grant you the fixes, yeah, yeah, sure. Right, you have three. You have three. <laughs> but like knowing what you the, know now, well, I mean, I don't think the world of powerlifting is broken. I think there was an organization that had a market share, had mm. the biggest market share, and mm. I think the way that they handled internal <laughs> controversy and the way that they handled sexual assault reports and the way that they handled any sort of you know conflict was poor, and that they got shit on for it. So I think, I mean, I think the powerlifting world is pretty good. A lot of, everybody wanted remedy. Everybody wanted remedy and they were waiting for it. They just knew they couldn't get it because if they asked the higher ups and they reported something, it went nowhere. It was like people were just uh, dejected is the word I would show. Sure. They yeah. were just dejected. So like, I think in general, a lot of the powerlifting people were very sweet. There's some, in, in what you need, if the genie is going to give me one of the wishes, it's. You get three. I only want one. It's establish a way that people can report this shit and have it actually looked into and handled and have the person that fields these reports has to have some tenacity to get all of the reports, understand that most of them are not going to go anywhere. And most of them are going to be some bullshit controversy that a boyfriend and a girlfriend had that really isn't, you know, the greater good type of thing. But mm -hmm. the way I do my stories is like, you know, this guy, Chico Cloyne, he's in charge of a lot of meats. A lot of girls are saying he did a lot of things to them. Mm -hmm. I need to pay attention to that. But I got 5,000 other messages. You know, this guy did this, this, you, you were dating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a bad breakup. You know, it's this isn't sure. a guy running meets that's in charge of everything. You had a bad breakup yeah. and that's awful. And I think he's a terrible partner for sure, but I'm not going to run a story on him because he's not a big figure in powerlifting. And you also don't have both sides of the story. Sure. Yeah, exactly. All that stuff. And there's somebody that needed to have, that needs to have, uh, you know, patience with that type of thing and, and understand the difference to police the organization and it's fucking not do me, you think guys. that the current organizations out there have a system in place to actually do that a lot of them reached out to me and they said how do we fix this so what what would be like <clears throat> i i'm not in your shoes i don't know what they said to you but can what i it, plug what, something right now sure absolutely can I plug something so uh one of the bigger sponsors of a lot of these events reached out to me i've had a, a number of uh, zoom calls with them and an organization of a platform called not me and it's a an anonymous reporting platform where you you can submit a report anonymously really? within the organization that you work for and say, hey, this happened, this hasn't happened, this happened. And it tracks on whether or not something was done about it. So you can see if the report was handled, if it's been viewed, if it's in the works, Who uses if it's that? been resolved. It's uh, generally for it's, it's from uh, dance teams. Huh. They, their yeah, biggest customer yeah. are dance teams where there's a lot of like, you know, you know, what are you doing around those kids type of shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's an anonymous yeah. platform like for gymnastics. like the moms. Yeah, gymnastics right. and that type of thing. On the heels of the Larry Nassar story. Yeah, yeah, for the moms. That's why they made it. That's why they made it. Yeah. For the moms and that to report these things anonymously so that they get taken care of. And this company, I don't know if they want so me to they say their follow name up? yet. Yeah. Well, so they follow up with the organization they, or how do you know if it was? They're a platform. They give it to you and they say, hey. Here's the tool. You're going to find a guy that fields these reports. You're going to find a team that fields these reports. And you're going to give all of your people a login to this device. And then 
a beautiful marriage. So the genie would give me a very patient person that has investigative skills and is willing to tease all of these things apart and then put this thing in place and everybody plays ball. Does anybody uh, in the world of powerlifting use that system now? No. Not how, yet. And how user friendly is it? Like it's awesome. Uh, I was on a, a we were on a Zoom call and they showed us exactly how it worked. You, you get to pick the prompts, you get to pick how much information, you get to pick like the short answer type of thing. And you can say who it was, what happened, when it happened. You can attach photographs, you can attach screenshots, you send it and it's anonymous. If you want it to be, it's not anonymous. If you want to give your name for a follow-up so they can reach out to you to get more information. And that's that. Um, and the coolest thing that I actually was on the call and I was like, hey, this isn't going to work unless you guys modify it in this way. We need to see total reports and how many were handled. Because the whole problem with the USPA was we had a lot of reports and they were sent to this email inbox and none of them were fucking handled. And they said, absolutely, we can make that change. And that's uh, that's what we're going to try. We're going to try to get every powerlifting organization on board with this and say, you guys have to buy this version of it and give this to your people. It's not expensive software. It's a couple hundred dollars a month for a smaller company and the benefits are endless. Have you floated that yet? That's the, what's what we're doing right now. It's, oh, you are. Yeah, it's, yeah. I actually haven't said anything to anybody about it, but I've had a bunch of phone calls. Oh, so really? there you go. Here first, guys. Breaking news. Breaking news. So it's not me. Not me is the software. Or not what's... me. It's not a .com. It's a proprietary software. It's like an app. So okay. how do you find it? You don't yet. You don't yet. Oh, oh wow. okay. So this, this is like breaking news. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure you could probably find something about George the app. One of those, nah, 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 like a sports center. <laughs> yeah, you could. You could definitely find something about the app, but it's only used right now in like dance teams and stuff like that. Got it right. hasn't had a powerlifting a application yet. But on the phone call, I said, "Hey, we have to have an adaptation for the powerlifting world because of certain things that have happened where reports were ignored. We want all the users users to be able to see." This many reports were filed. This is how many we have left to handle. And this is how many we've handled. So if you're looking at the USPAs and you see 7,000 reports and 20 have been handled, you know what's going on. You know, you know what's going on. If you see 7,000 for USPA were filed and 7,000 were ans answered, you know they're doing something about it. You can make your own decisions. I think that's a really innovative solution. Uh, uh, the the <clears throat> anonymity, which I've heard argued back and forth in different platforms before, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I Ultimately, for the... The, the victim in those situations, I think it's probably for the best because I think that men in positions of power, just like imagine a lesser willed version of yourself yeah. being intimidated by somebody like Steve Dennison and like, yeah. they could just call them up and like, because I've seen it. That's all that I've ever myself. Like yeah. I've seen people like go out and report and yeah. they get, they get a heads up. Yep. And then I they, think they that go you, deal with it. I think you should be held accountable to who you're making the claim to. And that doesn't necessarily need to become public. But I think there needs to be some sort of record where if you're making false claims, sure, that, that is, can be that traced be back to too. you, right? Yeah. Because what if I make 7,000 claims on this, this app about one guy? Yeah. You sure. know, and it's all anonymous and right. I just go, keep just me on his life it. for no reason. Yeah. yeah. I believe there's, they're, they're able to see because there's user profiles. So even though you've, well, submitted, I don't know the process of the app. Yeah. Yeah. Like but, say, say for instance, we'll use your example. You've submitted a bunch of things that, uh, you know, I'm teabagging you on Xbox Live and you're really <laughs> you upset about shit. it. That's so like, rude, dude. There's like 17,000 <laughs> reports. You're like, oops, yeah, keeps teabagging. Better not be in Halo. That's this my, is like 2000. That was my Halo game, right dude. dude. He's so team bad. killing me and teabagging me. Well, you'd be able to, the, the user. He's a rocket launcher noob. <laughs> so <laughs> the admin would be able to see that all the reports came from you. Okay. If that makes sense. But would that admin then have the ability to keep your submission private if they were if they were a bad actor? Let's say they put a bad actor in that position. 
couldn't they just go to the individual that's being complained about and then say, hey, heads up? Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't know it's you specifically. I would know it's your profile. Oh, so like, you know. Well, So what if I make 50 profiles? You can. You can only make one. Oh. How do they verify that? Uh, I think it's like an email and it goes to not me. And then it's encrypted in. What if if you make a video about me? Okay. And then I reach out to everyone else you've ever made a video about. And I go, let's take this guy down and put all. Let's all make our own. You know what they're going to say? They're going to say. That man fucked me up, and I never. <laughs> well, not say, if it's anonymous. No, not if it's anonymous. Say I never even did anything to him, and did you see what he did to me? Why would I ever poke the bear? They don't want that smoke. Yeah. they're gonna say I never even interacted with him, and he did this video on but me. You want the, me to now antagonize him? But the anonymity could create a problem there if you're not held accountable to the claims that you make in some way. I'm not saying that your stuff should go public, but maybe this company should have access to. Who yeah, you do, are. They, do they do you they research know what I mean? and investigate? So the company knows exactly who made the reports, but the organization that buys Uh, this will not. Okay. They're like the gatekeeper of the information, right? They're going to know that Hayden made the report. Okay, good, good. But the USPA is not going to know that Hayden made the report, if if that makes sense. Because you're signing up through their software with your information. They're creating an anonymous profile for you and then putting you on software to play in the sandbox with the USPA. Does that make more sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, there's, like, you know, so, you got the email. I actually have a follow-up yeah. question. Yeah, go, go, go. I'm just going to ramble. How does then, you as a client, like, let's say you're the USPA, right? How do you know that your information is valid that you're getting from the this uh, this third-party company? Explain. So, like... Do they require I, evidence? I make, I make, you know, there's 50 claims come in about one individual in, you know, to the this third-party app, not me, or whoever, whatever could be any sort of placeholder and then another company uspa goes all right give us you know what you've got on our organization and they say okay here are here are what the complaints are but we can't tell you who has done them so like how does that all link together because so th- like, this, where does this the accountability app, come to the accuser this app is a start right it's it's the, yeah. the it's step one so it doesn't go to Me Too and then comes back to USPA. Me Too creates these this well, yeah, sandbox for it's you. It's called no, it's called not, not me, me, not, not me, me. Yeah, me okay. too, not me. It yeah. came from the Me Too movie. Yeah. So for instance, they create the sandbox for you, right? Yeah. You have to put somebody in charge of it. So let's just let's say here we're gonna create the Hayden the hybrid performance method, not me app, right? Okay. You're in charge of it, right? Okay. We buy the software from not me. You have a hundred members to this gym, right? You are the compliance officer. We just choose you as the compliance officer. So you're going to field all of the oh, So inquiries. I'm operating this service. You are going to – we're going to give it to you and say, here's 100 links to give to all of your members of the gym. They're going to have anonymous profiles. You're going to be able to log into that shit every day and see, oh, somebody's shitting in the urinal. And you're like, <laughs> okay. And, and you're going to be like, well, there's a picture of somebody shitting in the urinal. All right. And they think it's this person. Now it's on you. Figure it out. You're going to go look at the cameras. You're going to see the camera. Oh, that guy did go okay. in there. And then somebody reported a waffle stomping. That's interesting. And then you're going to know. <laughs> Hold on. No time out on waffle stomping. What the fuck does that mean? That's when you Google take, waffle a, stomp. you take a kidding. poop in the shower and you stomp it down the, oh. the, the drain. 
So, so it, it's if, if if that makes more sense, it starts yeah, no, that, the that's investigation. A explanation. Nobody yeah. gets chastised for this. Yeah, it starts the investigation, but they're gonna say, "Hey, this person did this," and you're gonna then. This is how I do my investigations too. People tell me shit. I don't run a video on it. I never even tell them I'm gonna run a video. I get the information and I say, "Hmm, that's cool," and I think about it. And then I look into it. And if it's credible information, I'm going to find out if it's bullshit and you check the cameras and nobody went into the bathroom for the last fucking eight hours when they said this thing happened, then, you know, it's bullshit. But it's okay. the, the hard part is finding somebody to fit that position that actually is going to do it, which is why I said, well, the USPA should probably just fold up anyway, even if we get them on the software, because they're going to put fucking Mike Tronsky or somebody. In right. Because I would always worry about a bad actor being in place because yeah. I've seen that before where you like you and, go report something and it gets back to the person immediately. And that's one and of that's the things that, that we really do want to do is we want to, you know, if they're going to buy it into the software, if USPA is going to play ball, we're going to want Steve to sell and we're going to want to be able to pick our own person that they hire. You know, I want to pick the fucking person that fields reports and not me. I don't want it to be anybody that's inside right now because I don't trust them. If they stuck around through all that shit, imagine the people that stuck around through all this shit. I don't trust a single one of them. So the other actors in the powerlifting world, like WRPF, for example, are they taking that to account the same way that you're trying to get USPA to take it to account? Yeah. Yeah. They they love they love the idea. They they actually reached out to me. They it takes balls <laughs> if I'm in the middle of a story about all this powerlifting controversy as an organization to come to me and say, hey, we don't do background checks either, but we recognize that we should. Can you help us and maybe give us some recommendation? Yeah, really? They said, can we get on a call with you? We want to do background checks. Can you please help us? We are looking at all these things. I don't really know what I'm looking at. Help. You know, it'd be really interesting if instead of one person being in charge of, you know, being the officer that operates through that app. Instead, you know, if the end goal is, you know, from the community is having Steve Dennison sell, if a bunch of us in the community sort of banded together, bought that organization, appointed a board that governed and Joe bought Sullivan the USPA? bought the USPA. How much do you pay for a car that's been lit on fire, though? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah. that's the thing. Obviously, it's not at a premium, but you, you can take something and if there's a bunch of people involved and you appoint a, a board that oversees those complaints that's elected rather than one guy who's like the HR guy who's going to manage this app, then, you know, you, you, yeah, I think you have to have some checks and balances because if you give a single person that power, there's really no way to ensure that that person's we a good pitched actor. all of this, by the way. And they told us to go fuck themselves. You they just said we're never going to sell ever. We pitched all this. Hey, you guys need to do a board of people that are elected. They said, okay. And then they let all the people that were, that that shouldn't be electing anybody elect nobody ever got to pick who the candidates for this elector you know the executive board were nobody sure. nobody ever got to pick but if, is steve dennison the sole owner mm -hmm. so if you you know what what's it what's it cost for the uspa i have you know i don't know if this is true but he's on record recently saying he would sell it for 25 million dollars Oh, which just twenty five million dollars. Yeah, it's like okay, but a burning that, boat. Yeah, it's not yeah, in it's this, on fire. Not in this state. Yeah, Steve, so much. Steve is on fire. Like, yeah, dog, that's on fire. That thing wouldn't no, be worth that if maybe in its heyday. I'm I'm sure they make some decent money. I know they had about twenty three thousand registrations or something. If you figure eighty dollars yeah. a piece, if you figure four hundred meets a year, they're probably making you know a decent amount of money off of it. Think all the sponsorships and whatever, and all the money. But the meat directors paid. are taking a lot of that cash. I know. Yeah, but from I'm, experience, I think it's like forty percent or something that the, they get from every meat, which is a lot. If it's ten thousand dollar meat, you're making four grand a meat. You do that four hundred times, you're at what one point six million, plus a million eight and 
23,000 times 80 or whatever that is. Like it's yeah, decent I mean, money. Off their trailing 12, they might have a good valuation, but you wait six months, wait not gonna 12 be so months, great. might That's not be as saying. good. Which I think the only way to get rid of it is for everybody to join another federation that, that gives a shit about you. you know? And I think a lot of people did that. They lost lots of members. A lot of people said not, we're, we're looking, not anymore. We're looking to a future that's kind of unprecedented in this sport. Because, I mean, the world of powerlifting before 10 years ago was a fucking I don't wild place. You, but how far is the airport from here? The airport's 15. Well, right now? 10, 15. Somewhere between. 6, 6 10 p.m.? Uh, 20 minutes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I gotta leave real soon then. All right. Okay. okay. This has been. Well, I mean, we, we've insightful. talked about a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like you hit the high points and actually talked about stuff that was never public, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that not me software is super cool. You guys should really look into it. It's so, like a, it's not a cool me. Thing. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, don't follow me on Instagram. Don't do nothing. Don't come see me at the Arnold. December, <laughs> what is it? March 3rd to 5th. Don't buy my new pre-workout called Exposed. That's only going to be available at the Arnold. Don't tell him he's handsome in this comment section. <laughs> don't do that at all. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you get a lot of those. A lot of happy uh, comments. <laughs> I'm going to be at the Arnold, uh, the 3rd to the 5th, which is in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, unless that biohazard ruins it, which... Oh, oh, I didn't even think about that. I was thinking about today. I was, like, I was like, oh, Arnold. I was like, wait, it's in fucking Ohio. Yeah, I don't know you how know far crazy? East so Palestine is. I'm, I'm from Toronto. Yeah. And... Everybody back home has been posting about how the snow has been melting. Like, because <laughs> you're upstream of that shit, it, dude. Yeah. It's, a, it's insane. So, like, not just the snow, but also like the ice. You know, when it freezes on like the windows and the doors yeah. of your car, when you look at it, it's you know, like when gasoline is yeah, on the road, it's got you see that, that like rainbow, rainbow color. Like that's yeah. all over all the roads. That's what? all over all people's like frozen. Cars. It's fine, you know, it's just an ecological disaster, unprecedented yeah, in modern yeah. times, but. But if that doesn't cancel the Arnold, I'll be there. I'll be at a booth, Legendary Labs. Dude, the Arnold's gone through a lot, eh? COVID yeah. and then this. Well, it was back great last year. It was, like, pretty big I went last, last year. year. And I was like, wow, okay, this but reminds me of... it was still 50% of, of the vendors. Yeah, it reminded me of, like, what the Arnold almost used to be in, like, 2015, 2016. Yeah. And so this year, I'm hoping it's uh, even better. Yeah. Well, dude, this was... Uh... A an insightful a very <laughs> interesting me, conversation <laughs> is this your first podcast since you broke the story on on this topic for sure yeah wow. i get invited on like for random shit but i i didn't want to talk that much about the usp thing just because it was like in the middle of it and i like yeah. to wait till it's like over over well welcome to the wild world of powerlifting thank you guys thank you for coming on dude appreciate <laughs> it. we appreciate you sir timmy <laughs> tim's the man